0: Hello, welcome into in the pocket across the pond, UK-based NFL fantasy football podcast with me, Lewis,
1: me Alex, uh, and me Alex Sharples.
0: Thanks for joining us this week. Um, after week seventeen, um, you know, right, right from the off, we just gotta gotta talk about the situation that happened on Monday Night Football. Um, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin um suffered a cardiac arrest on the field. As of recording the podcast right now, Wednesday night, still in um intensive care in a critical condition. Um yeah. Game was abandoned, an awful situation. First and foremost, obviously this is a this is a podcast that talks about the fun stuff to do with, you know, sport, fancy football and stuff like that. But the main concern here is is the life of this of this guy um really awful situation um yeah so we're going to navigate it as best we can we're still here to talk about fantasy football but we're just going to put it in that perspective that this is a real thing that's happened to a real person and that is that's bigger than 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 the sport itself really
2: yeah i mean it's just an awful thing to happen to a young man who's Younger than all three of us, which is um crazy. So it just requires obviously everyone's thoughts and everyone's patience mainly. You know, your your fancy championship doesn't mean anything compared to this man's life. So if you were in a situation where your where your championship week was affected, don't worry about it. It'll get figured out. All that matters is the health of this young man. Now,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, and and with a situation like this, there comes logistical um, hurdles. Um, as of right now, the week eighteen games are going ahead, including those of the Bengals and the Bills. Um, there's been no word of of resuming the Monday Night Football game um, that was abandoned. Um, and, and as you alluded to, Al, in terms of your fantasy football leagues, you know your whatever website is hosting. Um, your league whether it be espn yahoo the nfl fancy app um or your league commissioners themselves they will sort it out when the time comes when the right time comes no isn't the right time um Mm, but yeah we're just wanting to talk about that from the off because it's an awful situation and that is that is the primary thought of everybody in this community right now
2: yeah just preface it by saying by saying that you know that that's the primary thought. We're going to be talking about some fantasy football and looking forward to the week ahead um, because we love the game and we love having fun with the game and we love playing this little fantasy game off the back of the game as well. But, you know, we couldn't do that without these these athletes, these guys who play the game and when something like that happens to one of them, you just got to make sure everyone knows up top that, that that's where the majority of our thoughts are at the minute
1: think as yeah, well, um, you know, to, you know, uh, we, we've seen it with obviously Christian Eriksen a few years back, obviously collapsed on the pitch and not only mm-hmm. was he okay, he also came back uh, and played again at a high level. So obviously just hoping that Demar Hamlin can do the same. Um, and yeah, I wish him a speedy recovery.
0: Absolutely. But yes, we, week 17 uh, did happen. Plenty of games, um, some big fancy football performances. Al, um, What sort of players stuck out to you this week?
2: Uh, Well, yeah, I don't want to uh, give any spoilers away to a later segment, but I'll be talking about a couple of players from the Buccaneers. But I'll leave those. Um, Just on that, Lou, I noticed that you deleted the part of the podcast last week where I said that Mike Evans was going to score three touchdowns and get over 200 yards. Um,
0: (laughs) I did did delete that because I didn't want to make you look... Silly.
2: Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't really say that, but that was pretty absurd. Um, as I said, I'll talk about those two um, two guys later. Um, nice from for me to see Deandre Swift going uh, off twenty seven point seven fancy points uh, in a big big win for the Lions. Um, the patience with Swift paid off. Uh, if you were a Deandre Swift owner, and if hopefully you did play him in this final week of the season. He has been quite good for the past month, but yeah, um best game of the year for Swift and uh nice to see I'd say.
0: Yeah, it is, it is. Sharple's. uh any players catch your eye this week, any big performances?
1: Um well, uh, I had McCaffrey on my team, so I noticed that one, uh, thirty one points. I was I was a little bit worried to play him because obviously the, the you know the Niners are getting towards the end of the season, uh but he came out, he balled out. Uh Tom Brady Obviously, I mean mm. we know what kind of game Mike Evans had. So um, Brady obviously collecting on that, um, and also um, Daniel Jones not far off, only a point behind. So um, yeah, some 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 big games this week, some big uh, big swings in the old Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A lot a
2: lot a lot of players scoring points in that Vegas versus San Francisco game, including Jared Stidham. Stidham. Mm. Um, do you, mean, do you mean Jared Studham? Studham, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. All I'll say is you sometimes see this when a backup quarterback or a replacement quarterback comes in um, and the first game happens to be, out of nowhere, a bit of a shootout, and all of a sudden Jared Studham's sitting there at 26 points. What is it, the QB3, QB4 on the week? Uh, three With two on the interceptions week. as well. With two interceptions, I would be hesitant. To be playing him because then he's not going to be playing in a thirty-seven, thirty-four game every week. Um, I'd be hesitant to stream him next week. To be honest with you, I, I, all I'm saying is I've seen this, seen this before. You see it every time Taylor Heineke gets a start. You know Taylor Heineke will start for five weeks. He'll get benched for five weeks, and he'll start for five weeks again. And in those first starts, he always looks like a world beater. Um, I think this was more a product of just. The guy played really well, but it was a shootout.
0: Yeah, absolutely it was. It was. Um You know, I mean, Devontae Adams, absolutely, you know, ran riot with him though. So great game for Devontae Adams. Um I did yeah, Austin Eckler had a great game. I thought I thought it was nice to see those those guys you were you know Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey, guys that you will have taken with your, you know, your top four picks in your league. Nice to see them coming through yeah. a, a guy who didn't quite come through, and we've spoken about this. Um, when it actually happened, out Justin Jefferson 2.5 fantasy points. Now, Justin Jefferson is amazing, he's had an amazing year. But you said something interesting. Now, you said, Is because this is you know, last week was many people's fantasy finals. And to for Jefferson to have that much performance were you know, he's one of those players that, that took you to that final. Will that leave a sour taste in your mouth going into next year?
2: Yeah, it's a weird thought that the main reason why you might have got far in your fantasy playoffs or to your fantasy final could also be the reason why you lose it, you know, two point five points from your your best player, I'm assuming well, of course Jefferson would be the best player on your team. Two point five points is a score that that loses you a week more often than not mm. in that important position. So yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, I, I just wanna. I'm looking at another wide receiver name now who's kind of had the flip, the flip decision. What this? I suppose I'm going to end this at Sharples. What do you think the end this past result of Jefferson 2.5 fantasy points means for looking forward to Jefferson for next year? And I think an even more interesting question the absolute tur that DJ Moore has been on over the past three, four weeks, what does that mean? Because DJ Moore does this every year, he fools you into drafting him, and he's awful for the first two months of the season. Sharples, what, what do you think of these
1: two wide receivers? Uh, I think if you're a rational, sane human being, you pick <laughs> Justin Jefferson um, with one of the first five picks next season,
2: yeah. and you
1: leave DJ Moore safely in that Fourth round pile. Um, yeah, look, he yeah, has. Con- he's confused a- things though. He's mixed things up here. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like, do you, do you want that on your team? Like, fair enough. He's you know he's been on a tear, but season's gonna start again. Panthers are gonna have an absolute nobody at quarterback. There's gonna be absolutely no optimism whatsoever. And yeah, he'll have a few smatterings in the season where he has good games. But the fact is, until he gets with a proper quarterback, he ain't gonna do anything consistently. Justin Jefferson is. Randy Moss 2.0, and yeah, he completely mm. laid an egg in the in the Super Bowl, and and if that's costly, fair enough. But he he's just I think the the season speaks for itself with him. It, 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 incredible.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'd I'd probably yeah. agree. I mean, it, it's, when it matters most, you want those big plays to come through. But um, Jefferson's been unbelievable, and a really odd game that um, you know you. you you probably had a, quite a few people angry at Kirk Cousins in that game
0: yeah I mean what was it 41-17 um, Cousins gifted them you know 14 of those points really um, mm. but the, but you know the, uh, the Packers brought it which is you know Mm. what I thought they were going to do and, and you know when when a game is getting out of hand like that if you're the Vikings you don't want any business being part of it because you're through you don't want to spe- get all your guys spent up trying to chase the Packers when you don't have to so mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of speaking to some of the teams some, some teams clinched the playoffs this week the Giants being one of them um, it, you know I think that, that that is solely off the the run of, the run of form that they had earlier in the season. I think, but I'll talk about the Giants a little bit in a minute. Uh, the Buccaneers, though, Buccaneers. After all this, you know, you know, um, not being able to to decide who who wants to win the NFC, uh, the NFC South. The Buccaneers. There you go. They're the winners.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I'm happy to play the Buccaneers. In the first round of the playoffs, if, if that's yeah. how it shakes out. But I would also be even happier as a Cowboys fan if we could overtake the Eagles in this last week, which. Um, hey, I know, you know, like. That one's played him. That loss in well, week. Yeah. yeah, that loss in week. Was it, was it week 15 where we lost to the Jaguars? That is looking even more annoying now because we could be potentially in a really great position I Um, agree I agree yeah yeah but whereas now I think I think we've got the harder game in the commanders what with the giants already in the playoffs hmm yeah
0: yeah um but yeah as alluding to with the Buccaneers clinching the playoffs Panthers eliminated I mean they were never getting in it was always a pipe dream sorry um the Raiders eliminated, and and much to the um, surprise of Ron Rivera, the Commanders were eliminated as well. Did anyone else see this? Yeah. The press conference where Ron Rivera was I, confused I that. as to ha- Ron Rivera uh, in the post game press conference when the uh, when Washington uh, they lost this week to to a very very poor Browns team. Um, Ron Rivera was unaware that the Commanders had could be eliminated from oh. the playoffs in week 17, and they subsequently were eliminated from the playoffs in week 17. Um Yeah, I mean, I think I, I watched a, a, a pretty good Rich Eisen video saying, Rich Eisen was like, I want a 30 for 30 documentary about why they started Carson Wentz this week. Yeah. Because the guy came in, and lost them the game like you knew you would do, trying to play hero ball like he always does, and just lost them a game that they should have won. The, the Commanders this season have been better than the Browns. This is a game they should have won. But yeah, I mean, as well as the Commanders, you also had the Jets. I never thought, right, I honestly, I never thought I would be talking about the Jets missing the playoffs as an upset. But it is. <laughs> yeah. Sharples, how do you feel about that?
1: I mean obviously i'm i'm more of a casual fan not a diehard for me it was it was a good season it it was more positive than than i expected i thought i thought this could be a good team in the future obviously some good picks um but so the fact that they did so well this season for me was just um yeah was just pure upside i think there's been a bit of a sour taste in how well they were doing, and how quickly it sort of it fell off, and the wheels came off, and obviously mm-hmm. all all the, the Zach Wilson stuff, and a potentially, you know, wasted number two overall pick. But I think I think if you, if you take a step back and compare it to as you as you just mentioned, you didn't expect to be talking about them like this. I think if you take a step back and look at the see the start of the season expectations now, it's a good season. I mean. I don't. I don't recall them coming close to seven wins in a while. It feels like it's always been three and four. So I think definite positives. I think they've got the right head coach. They have got some great young pieces. They just need to figure out either Zach Wilson needs to figure it out, or they need to figure out a new quarterback. Because I think once once they unlock that, they they will be a team uh, a scary team.
0: Yeah, I I, I was I... actually as you were you know talking. I was just gonna throw it over to both of you. Just <clears throat> just one word,
1: one name. Who
0: is the Jets' quarterback next season?
1: Ow, It's probably Jimmy Garoppolo. Sharples? I think the start of the season, it's Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh! Well, well okay. but, but I, I think the
2: this Jets team, if the start of the season was for real, then it showed us that the quarterback doesn't really matter because, I mean, realistically, you're looking at the Jets' season and you just have to say one name, and that's Brees Hall, you know? As soon as he mm. goes down, you've got a couple of weeks mm. where you know that they still kind of uh, keep th- that momentum carried them through through a couple of re- weeks. But realistically, Brees Hall looked like one of the best running backs in the league when he was playing, and then he goes down to injury, and the Jets are
1: not good. So I think you can just look at Brees Hall's injury. Where are you? Where are you two looking to draft Brees Hall next season?
2: Well, I mean, I'm I'm looking
1: forward to the to the to the last um,
2: to the big last show of the year where we where we kind of dish some awards out and look forward to to some some players that we're drafting next year and where we're going to draft them. I think <clears throat> I think if I was at the end of the first round, I would take him. I don't think I would take him. That's probably the highest I would take him. I think yep. you need you need proven stuff. And as amazing as Brees Hall was, um, there's not enough games, to be honest, for me. Plus, I, I don't have much faith in the Jets' offense. It was weird, mm-hmm. as that sounds, even though, he was, like I said, he was really great. Um, I'd certainly draft him over ETN, even though ETN's been healthy all year and looked really good. Um, I would probably draft him over the likes of Ken Walker and Damien He He's the number one uh, runny, rookie running back from this year, who there was a lot of. You know, if, we, if we're calling this ETN's rookie year as well, we had a real nice group of rookie running backs this year, and Hall would be the number one of those, I'd say.
0: Yeah, see, I'm I'm just not as bullish as that. Talent-wise, yeah, I agree. He w- He did look the best. Just for me, I have to bump him down below those guys because of the injury and the nature of the injury and the sort of research and you know the stuff that we've seen on the field with guys like Saquon Barkley is a lot of the time it takes these guys a year to get a year of playing to get back up to the pace, you know. So that you know, if he's healthy all next year, the year after, he's like the number one pick, but yeah. Next year, I, I just don't know if I could take that risk. He could, by all means, he could defy what I'm saying and be amazing again. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's the risk factor for me that would be, that would scare me taking him over like a Ken Walker or someone like that. Um, yeah, I, but the I talent, agree.
1: It, yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't really want him next year. I want him the year after. I mean, if you've got a dynasty. Yeah. Do what you can to get him, because I mean oh, yeah. the way yeah. the way he yeah. looked, he looked like he, he could be one of the best running backs over the next five ten years. But I think yeah, ne- next season I'd be a little bit a little bit wary of him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just quickly, I just wanted to do it do a quick playoff picture for us all. So get your get your notepads out right because there's going to be a lot of words thrown at you here. But this is this is to enhance your viewing uh, this next coming week. So there's plenty of seeding to be decided in, in each division yet. But I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk about the teams that are still in the hunt or on the bubble. So in the NFC playoffs, a lot this is a lot simpler than the, than the AFC. There's one wildcard spot up for grabs and the Seahawks, Lions and Packers are all fighting for it. The Seahawks, they need to win and hope that the Lions beat the Packers. The Lions need to beat the Packers and also need the Seahawks to lose and the Packers just need to win and they're in. So keep your eyes on the Seahawks-Rams game and especially the Lions-Packers. That's one of the games of the week. And then in the AFC, the playoff picture, so the AFC South title is still up for grabs between the Jags and Titans, who play each other this weekend. So basically the winner of that is in the playoffs. Must-watch game, really. That that That, that is is basically a playoff game. And then to secure the seventh seed, the seventh seed wildcard spot, um, you've got... The Patriots, Dolphins, Steelers and the Jags all fighting for that. Patriots need to beat the Bills uh, or they need the Dolphins and the Steelers to lose and the Jags to beat the Titans. Yeah, we am keeping up. The Dolphins need to beat the Jets and hope that the Patriots lose. The Steelers need to beat the Browns and need the Patriots and Dolphins to lose. And if the Jags don't end up beating the Titans, they can still get that seventh seed with losses by all three of the Dolphins, Patriots and Steelers. There we go. That's your viewing for the weekend. But let's move on to our categories. Al, tell me who the worst team in the league is.
2: Mm. Decent amount of contenders this week. I'd say. Um, but just not to be boring and pick the obvious one, and just because, like you were saying, Lou, before, it was an awful loss. The commanders with Carson Wentz at quarterback of the worst team in the league. Yeah, that's good. That's good.
0: Mm, Sharples?
1: Uh, I'm going to be boring and pick the obvious one because it's the Houston Texans. My God, they are terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was being boring picking the obvious one and saying the Colts. <laughs>
1: um, you know, well and yeah, I thought yeah, no, the obvious I, I... one
2: was
0: the Broncos. <laughs> oh well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Well uh I went for the Colts because yeah, Jeff Saturday. It was a nice experiment, but he's gone, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. I think this one's gonna be interesting because I I struggled with this one this week, not buying it win. Sharples, who do you think?
1: Um this might be a controversial one, I don't know, but I went for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, purely because obviously, as you mentioned, Lou, they are they are sort of sniffing around a playoff spot. I just think they're such an average team, like the they're, mm. they're such like an eight and eight team. It's unbelievable. I think I'm I'm not convinced by Kenny Pickett from what I've seen. I think anytime yeah. T.J. Watt goes down, uh, suddenly the defense looks bang average. And they're mm. just, they, yeah, they're just a bit stale. Obviously, you know, Mike Tomlin, he, he always seems to, to go above five hundred, but I just, I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. Do you know, know what I mean? Yeah, I know I'd, what you I'd, mean. And I'd agree. the only I'd, reason I'd, I'd agree. I
0: would be, yeah, the only reason I would be rooting for the Steelers is because I think Mike Tomlin is a great coach, mm, and I want yeah. him. Yeah. I don't want him to, you know, be below five hundred. Which, because of you know the change in in how many games there are this past couple of years, that's a possibility.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and and that's the whole reason why I agree they're not going anywhere. But it's still like a bit of a miracle that they are where they are because I suppose it's just because Tomlin's an amazing coach.
0: Yeah, but no, I I agree with you, Sharps.
2: Al, who, who do you reckon is the not buying it win of the week? Well, well, well. Controversial as well, I'm going to go, just because of what the win means, I'm going to go with the New York Giants because they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. I could have also gone with the Falcons because Falcons 20, Cardinals 19. Did anyone watch that game? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but I'm going to go with the Giants um, because I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs.
0: Yeah... uh... I I also went for the Giants similar feeling to you because it's like I wanted to go for a team that the win did mean something for them but I'm not buying it so yeah the Giants they clinched the playoff with a win but this is this is the Giants second win since week 10 right and like you said I I just don't I don't think they put up much of a fight much of a fight in the playoffs I mean I know I've been harsh on the Giants in the past it's an impressive season on the whole you know getting to the playoffs with that team that offence but I'm just not buying it for the for the playoffs. Um, but who is who's the
2: impressive victory? I'll throw it back to you, Al. <clears throat> oh, I've, I'm torn between three. I'm torn between. I thought the Chargers' win was good, even though they were against the Rams. But really, we're looking at the Forty ers and the Packers. Um, and just because it was a different type of win than we used to see recently, I'm going to go Forty ers You know, they've shown that they can kind of. Uh, come from behind, have some resiliency. Um, and if that is the case, then this team really does look unstoppable.
0: Mm. Nice, yeah. Sherpels? Uh,
1: I will give you my impressive team, but just very quickly, just mention the Giants. Did anyone see Kayvon Thibodeau um, sacking the quarterback, injuring yeah. him, and then while he's writhing in pain, he does a little... the, the, the yeah. snow, the snow yeah. angel thing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I believe he... He basically tackled Nick Foles out of the game. Yeah. Nick Foles exited the game, but he's there doing like a snow angel next to him. I did see that. Um, no, don't do that. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no, really? absolutely terrible. But it did make me yeah. chuckle So, um I, And my, I agree, yeah. <laughs> my impressive win, um, not only from the scoreline, but also what it meant, uh, Packers beating the Vikings. I just thought that was a big, big game.
0: Yeah. Uh, I went for the Packers as well. Um, same reason as usual apples, yeah. Big win for the Packers. Control in control of the pass to the playoffs now. Um <clears> moving on though to to the injuries this week, um couple of couple of interesting ones just because we had some surprise inactives this week as as we would do week seventeen, week eighteen. Um James Connor, um was active, exited the Cardinals game with a shin injury in the fourth quarter. Monitor that one. Um, Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers also exited his game with a shoulder injury. Derek Henry missed the Titans Thursday night game against the Cowboys with a hip injury. He'd been limited all week. Seems that the team was just taking a cautious approach, resting him and basically forfeiting the Cowboys game and realising that they can still get in the playoffs by beating the Jags and they're going to save Derek Henry for the Jags. That's what it feels like happened. On the other side of the ball, Tony Pollard also missed Thursday night game with a lingering thigh injury. I think that was another cautious one. No point tempting an injury this close to the playoffs. Cowboys were also on a short week. So monitor Pollard state this this week. You know, he could play, but no guarantees of his involvement. Whereas Derek Henry, they're going to run him into the ground this week. Pollard, not so much. And then DeAndre Hopkins um, ended up missing the Cardinals game against the Falcons with a knee injury. There's genuine feelings that he just might be shut down for this last game of the season because the Cardinals season is done. So if you've got DeAndre Hopkins on your team, I'd say be prepared to be without him. But Al... Have you got the, the spreadsheet up for us?
2: I have. Um, I've done it again, lads. I've only gone and done it again. Did <laughs> um, you go four for four? I did, mate. I did. Good lad. I did. I did. Yeah. I'll get that out of the way. I'll get it out of the way then. Um, my guy, I say my guy about a lot of people, but when I say my guy, it normally means it's either Kirk Cousins. DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, or the GOAT, Tom Brady, 37 <laughs> points, 432 yards, three touchdowns, 34 for 45. The GOAT has still got it. Maybe as a Cowboys fan, I don't actually want to play these lot in uh, thinking about it because, um, yeah, Brady played great. And a big reason for that was my wide receiver pick. This was a mega hit. Can we call this mega hit? Uh, You know, Mike Evans, congratulations if you had Mike Evans. Congratulations if you had Mike Evans. You're you're your fantasy champion if you're in the final because Evans, 10 receptions, 207 yards and three touchdowns, two huge touchdowns. Um, Evans had almost a fifth of his yards for the entire season in this game. Um, It was just crazy. I thought uh, that Evans' second long touchdown was a replay of the first one. It was crazy. It yeah. was like, you know, I can't believe he did it again. He just saved it all up. Um, and I, I, unlike earlier in the show when I was joking, I'm not going to claim to think Mike Evans uh, was going to score this sort of fancy point. I thought he'd have a nice week. I didn't think he'd have like an absolute juggernaut of a week um, and get one of the highest scores in recent memory. But yeah, Evans, 47, 48.7 fancy points. Crazy week. Nice to see him back, and nice to see Chris Godwin as well be able to have a good game. Um, Other than that, you had Algier at the running back position, 16.5 fantasy points, another good rookie running back that's come out of this year that might be a very nice pickup in those middle rounds next season. Um, And Tyler Conklin with 14 points, which is very good considering how bad the Jets played. But that's a a four-hit week, chaps, and um, pretty darn good one at that.
0: Well done, Matt. Well done. Um, that, the Mike Evans pick, is, is mental. Um, <laughs> you know, like, obviously, you know, you're never going to predict a player to do that well, but but it does take something to say, like, I think this player is going to have a good game, and there's no sort of barriers as to what that good game means. Yeah, yeah. I called my shot player.
2: on Mike Evans this week for the first time yeah. all season, and um, it paid off, mm. yeah. Great call.
0: Great, Carl. How did how did fur?
1: Um Yeah, uh, not not a bad week. Uh, no no misses, which is always nice. Um, a big hit for myself actually on the quarterback. I went for Daniel Jones, projected seventeen point four. Walked mm. away with the gentleman's thirty seven, which was thirty six points. Um, one hundred and seventy seven yards, two touchdowns, and what really tipped me off the edge was his rushing ninety one yards and two rushing touchdowns. That you see that's the frustrating thing about Daniel Jones is we know he can do it. It's just Do it with some consistency, man. Um, Very interested to see what happens with his uh, contract next season, uh, but won't get into that. Uh, Good week for Daniel Jones. Uh, Running back, um, good week for Cam Akers. Projected 14.1, which is pretty much bang on what he got. 14.3. 123 yards. If you could have capped it off with a touchdown, you're looking at a nice week from him, Uh, but unfortunately not. Uh, Wide receiver was a hit. Went for uh, Devontae Smith uh, of the Eagles. Uh, projected 13.8, came out with uh, 20.5, nine receptions for 115 yards. Uh, Couldn't get the touchdown again. That was uh, AJ Brown's this week, but still a good week. Uh, And then tight end, went for George Kittle, um, projected 11.1, came out with 12.3. And in this case, I was saved by a touchdown because he only had four for 23 yards, but uh, got himself in the end zone. So uh, yeah, yeah, not a bad week.
2: I'd say that's a very good week to be fair because you got two hits in there, mm. and those other two scores—you know—you're you, not unhappy with any of those scores. No, so not it, not it feels harsh, but by yeah. the letter of the law, Sharples, it's two hits. Sorry,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah, I—I I we all hit the quarterback this week. I went with Jared Goff, yeah. two hundred and fifty-five passing yards, three touchdowns. Goff has been on fire the the past like couple of months of the season he's been great Um, didn't change this week he had a great game Um, 22.4 fancy points same can't be said for Zonovan Knight uh, you know Michael Knight was back and um, it wasn't good really Um, yeah eight rushes 27 yards two catches 17 yards and that's all he gave you that was a miss and I went for Alan Lazard, five receptions, 59 yards. That is the most Lazard stat, you know. <laughs> every, like that's what he seems like his season's been, you know, five for 50-something. So 10.9 points, you know, wasn't a miss, but definitely not a hit. And then, and then Cole Komet, two receptions, 27 yards, and a touchdown, 10.7. That was
2: his projection on the dime,
0: so I <laughs> yeah. think I should get a hit
1: for that. <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't think you should, mate, because we I was gonna mention that how you got his projection absolutely bang on, which is a, a skill, mate. It's a skill in itself. You, you know, m- most of your players seem to get tight end projections, no matter the position. But um Yeah. But yeah, no, it was very good, but no, mate, unfortunately we, we wanna pick those players who are gonna get higher than the projection.
0: Okay, okay. Now I know that. Next season, I'm coming yes. for you. Yeah. Man, we should so, have
2: told him. I can't wait until. Um, I can't wait until. We go through these and we look at how I many it hits people who've got, might even tally up the scores at each position like all together and get an average as well. Um, oh, now, now that Mike off. Evans
1: has gone off for 48, yeah. yeah. It's funny how, no, no, you no, how convenient,
0: how convenient.
2: I was more thinking of all these zeros on Lewis's tight end. <laughs> oh, I
1: mean, I'm, I'm quite keen to investigate that, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll work that one out.
0: Great, great. Well, moving on from that section, I believe Al, you've got to shoot off. Yes. And another one of those things, life gets in the way sometimes. Yes. So enjoy the football this week. See you later, lads. Cheers, Al. Say thank a bit, thank you very much. And we will move on with the waivers segment, Sharples. So, you know, as we mentioned last week, teams they've now secured playoff spots, or they've already been knocked out of contention. Star players, they might have been sat or might be less involved than you want them to be. You know there was some surprising actives as I mentioned in the injuries segment, and that is only going to be amplified this week in week eighteen, the final week of the regular season. So again, I think that is reflected in our picks. But Sherple's, give me your two waiver picks for the final week of the regular season.
1: Yeah, spot on. I've I've gone for. Players that are involved in, um, yeah, like you know, playoff deciding matches. Um, so with that in mind, my f- first pick is a wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. It's a man who's had a very uh, disappointing season. Uh, Robert Woods currently sitting at wide receiver sixty, rostered in forty four point four percent of leagues. So just squeaking on that fifty percent mark that we uh, that we go for. But he showed signs of life last week against Dallas with a touchdown. And I just think in a in a game that's going to be you know that spicy and and means that much. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some touchdowns. You know, I'm, I'm willing it to be an interesting game because Titans-Jags, um, two sort of decent teams, but not tip-top, but under the circumstances, I hoping there's going to be a lot of touchdowns. And I just think that Robert Woods can can get his way into the end zone for you. Um, and, you know, if you've, if you've picked up an injury, I think he could be a good little pickup. Uh, and my other pick is also a wide receiver uh, for the Detroit Lions. It's DJ Chark, uh, 32% uh, of leagues. Um, obviously Amon Ra St. Brown is, is, is the marquee name uh, although he's dipped a little bit um, from, from his high standards the past few weeks but I just think with with, um, with Jair Alexander on the Packers he'll probably be the one who's mainly circ- um, circling Amon Ra St. Brown which should hopefully leave a little bit of space for, for DJ Chark and I also think that the Packers will, will be coming out slinging that the Lions will also be coming out slinging so there should hopefully be a fair few targets his way uh, so yeah two wide receivers this week Robert Woods and DJ Chark
0: yeah, good couple of picks there. Nice one, Chapels. I went for Jared Stidham, contrary to what Alex was saying earlier, just because he's pretty much available in, in all leagues, and he had a very good game against a tough 49ers defense, um, now facing Kansas City in Week 18, in the game that the Raiders have no reason not to play that this game just as hard as they played the 49ers. So... I would roll with Jared Statham for this last week and just see what you get um, because what you got last week was pretty nice. And then I also went for KJ Osborne, uh, Vikings wide receiver. You know, the Vikings, they might bench or limit the star players such as Justin Jefferson um, for the final game against the Bears. Osborne, he's been solid over the past four games, 25 receptions, two hundred and seventy-one receiving yards and three touchdowns in that span. He's available in over 90% of leagues, could be a sneaky flex player in the final week of the fantasy season. And on to our starts. We're going to, we're going to forego the forget about it section this week, just because of the unpredictability of these rosters in week 18. You know, some of these guys who we would usually tell you start them, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, like a Jefferson, we just can't guarantee that those guys are going to get the work that you'd want them to get. So we're going to forego the forget about it section and then just talk about guys that we think you should start without any limits so without further ado Sharples give me give me your quarterback this week
1: um yeah so I've gone for uh Geno Smith um quarterback for the um, Seattle Seahawks uh and again you know as we mentioned with with the waivers there's going to be recurring themes here of um you know, the teams that are in these big games. Actually, not the wide receiver, but um, actually not a tight end either. So that was just a complete lie for me. But my quarterback and running back um, <laughs> uh, are in, in those big games. Um, and yeah, I just I just think, um, obviously, Seahawks need to come out and win. Geno Smith, really good quarterback, having a really good year. I think currently sitting at quarterback six. We know what the weapons he's got. Um, and I think the, the, the Rams are, are there to be attacked. But also, I think because their offense has shown sort of signs of life recently, there might be a little bit more cause to throw the ball than it, perhaps if they played earlier in the season. Um, so I think Gino will need to throw it, um, and yeah, projected at sixteen point three points, which I think is a, is a little bit low um, for me, which is sort of why I targeted him. Um, so yeah, I've gone for Gino Smith uh, against the Rams this week at my quarterback.
0: Nice one, Shapples. Uh I've gone for Aaron Rodgers. Um so the Packers defense did a lot of the heavy lifting uh last week in the in the win against the Vikings but Rodgers still had a still had a fine fancy day uh 159 passing yards a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. You know it's it's been a disappointing season for for the back-to-back league MVP. But you know rogers he's still thrown at least one touchdown in all but one game this year uh he's only had two bus games for fantasy football as well, so if you had rogers and you were playing him all year, he's really killed your fantasy team, but he's he hasn't won your week either this year um I, I think the real problem this season um is that off the off the back of those two fantastic seasons rogers has been has been just fine really um But I think he finishes the regular season strong with one of his better games as this week. As I've alluded to, you know, the Packers, they're playing against Detroit at Lambeau Field. It's a must-win game. The Lions, they've been the best matchup for fantasy quarterbacks this season, giving up 23 points a game to the position. I think the Packers and Rodgers, you know, they ride the momentum from last week's victory and they come up clutch for fantasy teams. I think it's going to be a great game. We'll move on to running back though, Sharples. Who's your running back?
1: Um, I've gone for uh, Aaron Rodgers' teammate. uh, Also another Aaron, in fact, Aaron Jones, um, projected 15 uh, and a half points. Uh, Running back eight, although the past couple of weeks haven't haven't uh, been brilliant for him, but I, I just think it, it's a big game. You, you give it to your big players. And I think obviously, you know, A.J. Dillon has his place in this, in this team, but I just think Aaron Jones is so explosive and so exciting. And as well, I am thinking that the Packers might win this game and I think they might score quite a few relatively early. So I think there'll be more impetus to, to run the ball for them. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think, yeah, 15.5 points, is again, is similar to Geno Smith. I think it's there to be attacked. I think you're looking for the over on that. Um, and I've just got a feeling he might get a couple of touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, Aaron Jones this week at running back for me.
0: Nice. I went for Ken Walker. I'm going for Ken Walker. Seattle running back he's been on fire on the ground recently racking up 107 and 133 rushing yards over the last two weeks Uh, absolutely dominating the carries in those games as well with uh, 49 carries over those two games this is it's his backfield you know he's he's going to be a really good running back for this team in the coming years and as you know it's a common theme this but this is a must-win game for the Seahawks Um, they're going to want to control it as much as they can. And handing the ball off to the breakout running back is how they're going to do that. You know, They're facing the Rams, who are middle of the pack this year in rushing yards, touchdowns, and fancy points, giving up two running backs. So not really a matchup that scares you, especially this week. I think Walker has a solid game, and I do think the Seahawks win that game. Wide receiver, Sharples.
1: Um, yeah, so this is where I, I deviated from um, the, the big games because uh, I've gone for uh, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris Godwin. Um, obviously, the Bucks in the playoffs they've clinched the, they clinched the division, but I saw a very fiery quote from Tom Brady. Basically, someone asked him if, if they, you know they were going to be sitting and not bothering, him, and he said, "No, absolutely not. You know, it's fine for some guys, not for me. You set the standards; it's his job. And obviously, for Brady, you know, he's 45. How many games has he got left?" So I'm hoping that's going to rub off on the rest of the offence. Um, and I think, obviously, after, after Mike Evans' big game, I think Brady might want to um, get Chris Godwin equally as warmed up in times of the playoff. Not that he needs too much warming up. I mean, he, he's been brilliant all season. Last game, nine targets, 120 yards. Um but I just think, yeah, because Mike Evans has such a big game, he might sort of want to do that for Godwin as well. Uh, and at 14.7 points, I think that's also a low projection, probably because the ESPN are assuming, oh, yeah, the books are done, they're not going to bother. So all I'm banking on is that Tom Brady uh, isn't lying to me um, and that the books are going to go hard. And, yeah, I think he's going to exceed that 14.7 projection.
0: Nice and and just on that, you know, on on a couple of your points, it, it obviously goes about saying that you know plenty of these players who are playing in these games that don't mean anything mm-hmm. will do well. It's just you know it's just what we're trying to say is that it's. I feel like it's a bit harder to predict what's going to happen. Whereas we know the guys in these games that that are, you know they're contending for a playoff spot. They're going to be bringing it. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not to say. Anyone else in the league isn't going to still have a good game. Um, Wide receiver I went for, Christian Kirk. Um, Jaguars playing the Titans, uh, going to be hard for, hopefully, high scoring. Kirk, he's underperformed in the past couple of weeks, but... Had a couple of poor matchups against the uh, the Jets and the Texans. Titans are a much better matchup for wide receivers. They've been the second worst defence this year against fancy wide receivers, giving up over 40 points a game to the position on average across the entire season. Uh, Kirk, he's averaged over eight targets a game this year on his way to having uh, a career high in yards, touchdowns and receptions on the season. Um, I think his year finishes strong, his regular season at least, finishes strong with a with a solid game, probably the most important game for the Jags in plenty of years. Um, let's finish it up with tight end chapels.
1: Um, yeah, so I was quite surprised when I found myself picking uh, an offensive player on the Raiders that wasn't Devontae Adams, but they showed signs of life last week against the 49ers, obviously uh, 34 points. Uh, and so I went for Darren Waller, um, 72 yards and a touchdown last week. I mean, when you drafted him, those are the kind of numbers you expected from him. Obviously, he's not done it yet. He, he's had a big chunk of injury as well. Um, but I think, yeah, given how they performed against the Niners, the offense, I think there's scope to do it again against the Chiefs. Obviously, it depends how hard the Chiefs are going to go, but on paper, it could be a little bit of a shootout. Um, and I think, yeah, Darren Waller is a supremely, tight, a supremely talented tight end. And obviously, Stidham seems like he fancies him. So if he's going to throw him the ball, he's probably going to catch it and hopefully in the end zone. So again, I think a steal a 9.5 projection there. I think he's got a lot of scope to exceed that.
0: Nice. I went for Pat Fryermuve, who's a player that I picked in the past, but you know he's averaging almost 10 points a game. Uh, tight end six on the season. I just think he's been a really nice player. It's been a really good year for Fryermuve, and he's one of those guys. You know, at that position, I I'd, I'd definitely have my I have my eye on him um, as a priority sort of middle to later round pick next season I just think he's been been really consistent and solid at the position um, he's a key part of this offence he's been second in targets on the season for the Steelers um, you know only only second to Deontay Johnson so you know he's a key part of this team and a, a must win game again for the Steelers I keep saying it but this is a must win game for the Steelers and I'm betting on Frey move to be a solid starting tight end option again but let's have a quick look forward to week 18 Sharples, give me you know just give me a rundown of your of your game tiers.
1: yeah so i think um a couple of uh, well i think we're probably going to agree on these one there's two sort of standout games for me um first one is and i think which will be the best one is the packers lions um mm. i think obviously two two potentially potentially high scoring offenses and obviously it's it's a, it's an in division game and it's playoff implications for both teams that should be big yeah. Uh, and also the, the Jaguars Titans again. Whoever wins that is is going to the playoffs. So you'd hope yeah. those two are a are, are big exciting games.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and any any games in your lower tier, I think I'm, I think I could predict one that's in in the lowest tier. But just just let me know if there's any in there.
1: All right. Well, I mean, there's one absolutely guaranteed in there, which is potentially <laughs> going to be the worst game of the season. If you'd like to speculate <laughs> what that might be. Is it the Colts Texans? It is the Colts Texans. <laughs> that yeah,
0: knowing how this season has gone, that game will be an absolute burn burner.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, a couple um, not too excited about Saints Panthers. Nothing to play for. Yeah. Not very exciting team. Mm. Broncos chargers purely because I don't think many of the Chargers' offensive players will come out there. I think they'll they'll relish a nice little rest before the playoffs and. Obviously, we know what the Broncos are, so I'm not don't have too high expectations for Broncos charges. Um Falcons Bucks, although I think the Bucks will still play hard. I, Falcons don't have much to play for. I think it might be relatively one-sided, which not super exciting. And although although the Steelers can potentially get into the playoffs, I just I don't rate them, and I don't like the Browns either. So I've gone for Steelers Browns in there as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. There is there is something to that game, something to be won. I just even if the Steelers do win, I don't think. It'll be a nice game to watch, really. Um, but yeah, I sort of I, I mirror your sentiments. I think the obvious games are Packers Lions is going to be the game of the week, I think, and then um, obviously the Jaguars Texans really like the look of that as well. And that is a that is a Saturday night game, mm. um, the Jaguars Texans. So keep your eyes on that. But I think I think that'll do us. I think. Car. Um. <laughs> oh it maybe maybe it won't do as what heard, is what that was a, that is that a better bird what? Uh, oh Go- oh my god
1: it's Birdwatch. yeah i can't believe it. About it's been so
0: long i just <laughs> I, I i was confused as to what that sound was for a minute but of course it's Birdwatch. we were hoping Jackals. to
1: hear to hear that sound you know most weeks but Much unfortunately more. unfortunately yeah. we didn't but yes yeah welcome back to Birdwatch, where this season we charted the New Orleans Saints quest to become the first team in NFL history to beat all five bird mascot teams in one season. Unfortunately, they came short. Not not terribly short. There were six games and they won four of them. But, Lewis Brindle, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So, just just to refresh your memory, these are the games that they played. Yeah. Week one yeah. against the Falcons. Yes. Then the Seahawks. Then the Cardinals. Yeah. Then the Ravens. Yeah. Falcons again. Then the Eagles, they won four of six. Can you remember which games they won, which games they lost?
0: So obviously they just won this past week.
1: Yep, against the Eagles. I
0: know they won. I know they won at least the first two.
1: Yep, they beat the Falcons and the Seahawks.
0: Who was the next game?
1: So there was Cardinals, Ravens, then the Falcons again.
0: I think they lost against the 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 Cardinals. Yep. Um. And the Raiders.
1: Yes, they lost to the Ravens, yeah. They beat the Falcons twice, Seahawks in
0: Ravens, week five. Yeah, she, yeah.
1: And then amazingly beat beat the Eagles in week seventeen, which makes this very annoying because they've got get capability to, know, Billy to beat right, them. Yeah. But they couldn't get yeah, off the Cardinals. The best
0: one in there. The, the yeah. best one in there. Wow.
1: But you know, we'll see if, if, if the league deems it so, maybe we'll get a bird watch next season. Maybe it'll be in ten years' time. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for that bird watching update Sharples. you know um I you know we needed it we needed it to to put our minds at ease, so that's great stuff.
1: I know the fans were crying out for it so
0: yeah, absolutely um but I think that'll do us i think um for closing thoughts this week, we'll just say that obviously our thoughts are with Demar Hamlin and his family and wishing him you know wishing him a, a really speedy recovery. Um, and just hoping that that happens they'll be our closing thoughts this week um enjoy week week eighteen everybody thank you for listening and goodbye take care